Have you ever wondered what it's like to be an Alabama fan living in Tennessee? We're going to talk to one. Let's do it right now. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. And in the box below us is one Twitter legend, Allie Kahlo. Allie, how are you doing today? Great. How are you guys? Uh, just doing ducky. Um, you have, again, made this the, the best hair podcast so far. We appreciate you so much for joining us. Allie, for those who don't know and for those who don't have Twitter, uh, Allie is uh, uh, an Alabama, uh, moderately recent Alabama graduate, and uh, she's living in Nashville, and she's got a music career, and she's just uh, she's just popular. She's just a big deal. And one thing that I love about social media and doing a podcast like this is we can meet up with different folks and talk about talk to Alabama fans who are living in Tennessee country, for instance, and uh, that's what Allie is doing in Nashville. So, Allie, if you want to just introduce yourself really quickly, I'd appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, thank you for the moderately. I graduated. It should have been 2014, but I stayed through 2015 at Alabama. Um, I was a Zeta there. I loved it. I worked briefly for the athletic program, mostly with baseball, um, and then moved to Nashville about seven years ago, and I have two songs out, and I'm working on releasing some more, hopefully in the spring. So that's a little bit about me. Well, that's awesome. And you are a gigantic Alabama fan like we are and like uh, like anybody who listens to the podcast. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Allie, first of all, I got to do this uh, to you. And it, it's not going to show up right because Jimmy and I are not tech wizards. But you do have one of the greatest <laughs> photos in the history of, of Al Gore's Internet. This is uh, perfect. You doing the, uh -oh. the uh, John Mitchie Crane. Uh, that's one of my favorite photos and it's perfect. I was at that game too. I felt like doing that myself. I didn't pull it off quite as well oh. as you, uh, but, uh, you, you look fantastic doing that. Thank you. I never made it to my seat that game. I stayed right there in that little area. Of the field. Well, look, let's get into it. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, go ahead and talk about your living in Tennessee, uh, for the last several years and, uh, how it's been, in terms of this rivalry? So relatively easy in the last seven years that I've been there, but I think the tried and true Tennessee fans, their fan base is extremely loyal, no matter how, uh, I won't say non-competitive, but less competitive they've been the last couple of years. Um, I think I moved there in 2015 and we always do, my family does like a mountain trip the week of the game. So usually I get out of Nashville relatively early this week, um, but it is hostile this year. Um, they are ready to roll and their fan base is, is always pretty loyal, like I said, but they are on another level right now. Yeah, I've, I've definitely picked up on that myself, especially on, on Twitter. Uh, their fans, I've, I've gotten more trash talked at me and I don't start that. I mean, all, all I do is I, you know, I've, I've printed some facts about where Tennessee ranks nationally yeah. and some statistics in Alabama, and then I get attacked. Uh, that has not happened uh, in the last, certainly the last 10 or 12 years in Alabama-Tennessee rivalry. They've been a little more quiet this year. They are 
they're talking it's it's not it's it's like the Georgia rivalry a little bit. I mean, all of, sudden, all of a sudden they're Georgia. And uh, and and hey, they they're a very good football team. There, there's no question. I think this is the best Tennessee team during the entire 15-year streak. But they're they're they're. I, I hope for their sake, their players are as confident as their fans are. I know. I mean, I well, I said earlier this morning that I felt the way that I felt going into the Georgia game for SEC championship last year is the way I feel right now, and I'm like, I hope we have the same result. <laughs> this week but it has been i mean yesterday i i lived downtown nashville and i was walking around yesterday morning and i like made sure i have this big sweatshirt that has the alabama crest on it and it has alumni and i walked around in it yesterday morning and i was just like observing and i uh, got some pretty nasty looks but i mean I, I love to stir that up so I, I made sure i was wearing alabama stuff and then my nickname is Alabama, so my car tag says it on oh, the back. Sweet. And we were driving to the mountains yesterday, and I got plenty of uh, thumbs down and other hand gestures on the way here. <laughs> that nickname is so much better than any of the nicknames Jimmy and I have, by the way. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Usually ours are defendant. <laughs> but, you know, like the, the history – with Alabama, Tennessee, and I, I grew up an Alabama fan. So this was always our favorite road trip. I mean, my parents took us to games from the time we could walk, really. And this one's always been fun. So I've sat through a couple of losses in Knoxville. Um, I'm glad to have that back. I mean, we've been playing murder ball for so long, and I'll never complain about that. I love to beat everyone 55 to nothing if we can. But this has been fun because um, the history goes back so deep with Alabama and Tennessee. I mean, even back to – Coach Bryant's days, um, that it's fun to have the banter back between the two and like they actually have somewhat something to back it up with. I don't think they will after Saturday, but. So, all right, well, let me ask this as um, I, I, you've been at Alabama uh, much more lately than, than Jimmy and I have as a student. So in, in that time, and, and you obviously talk to folks that are a lot younger, I'm just curious how your generation looks at the Tennessee Alabama rivalry because for Jimmy and me, you know, Tennessee's always been kind of a deal. Now it's always been a rivalry based on streaks and, and you, you know, the history. So, you know, that's true too, but you guys, your generation doesn't know anything about losing to them. You have no idea. So, I mean, this, this whole idea of losing to Tennessee has got to be so incredibly foreign to you, but I'm just curious, do you guys look at it as a true rivalry or is the fact that this game coming up, is so big and a top 10 showdown, is, is that just completely foreign to you? So I think it's funny. I grew up an Alabama fan, so I know. Like, I know Peyton Manning. I know that we absolutely hated Tennessee. They sang our fight song to us, and I guess they're planning on doing that Saturday. Um, don't know how well that'll go over. But I was familiar with all of that. So when I went to college, I we hated Tennessee, always. Um, Auburn was always the same way just in a different way. And then Georgia got competitive. LSU got competitive. When we played LSU, I think the, my generation felt how the generation before us felt about Tennessee when I was in school. So unless you grew up a fan, my generation didn't grasp that. Um, I mean, a lot of like the guys whose dads went to Bama and then they went to Bama, you know, my parents went to Bama, I went to Bama, so I knew. But if you didn't grow up an Alabama fan, which – I was there 2010 to 2015. So that's when we really started expanding as a school. And it wasn't just kids coming from Georgia, Mississippi, um, 
Tennessee, it's Alabama mixed with Southeast mixed with Florida. We had, I have friends from New York, tons of New Yorkers were coming to Bama when I was in school. So they didn't get it, but we did. All right, guys. We'll I, gotta tell, go ahead. I gotta tell everybody about Bet Online. Bet Online is where you want to go to get that bet in. It is just absolutely the best place to put your bet in. Bet Online is your number one source for all football betting this season, all info, whatever it is. Major League Baseball playoffs are going off. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Anything you need, you can find it at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, golf, football, college football, NFL, cricket, I think. I mean, I'm sure you can do cricket. I haven't checked, but I'm sure you can if you're into that. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. I have to do it very dramatic like that. To, uh, when, uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to betting on cricket, I always bet on the fish. The fish is going to Oh, that's, that is – by the way, apropos of nothing – I, I'm, I grew up on Lake Martin here in Alexander City. I, I don't fish. I once very famously hooked a catfish in the eye. That's how bad of a fisherman I am. Even the catfish was like, what in the world? But um, so did y'all see the story about the two fishermen who were loading the fish with lead weights during the weigh-in? To win? Yeah. Yes. That's bananas, man. That's Hugh Freeze level cheating in fishing. I didn't know it was that serious. There's a lot of money out there. And let then me I tell found you out the, what people made. Yeah. Let me tell you the people I will not screw over is dudes who fish for a living. <laughs> Those are guys who will beat you. Senseless. I didn't know you could make that kind of money fishing. <clears throat> well, I didn't you have to load up. See, fish, fish don't weigh much. They're very, they're very thin because they only eat fish. <laughs> well, and they're always moving. Swimming does make, you know, it's a great exercise. Yeah, constant All exercise. Right. Let's talk about the game. Um, Allie, what what are your thoughts? If uh, let's per, let's tend like Bryce Young won't play, I think Bryce Young will play. I think Jimmy agrees Bryce Young will play. I bet you agree Bryce Young will play. Let's pretend like I Bryce did. Young doesn't play. How do you feel if he doesn't play? I feel if Melrose is in, I don't feel. I mean, a little less confident, but I don't feel like we're going to lose. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think our defense will play a huge part in the game. Um, I think having Will Anderson and Dallas Turner at, at their best of their best is important to us. Um, it's tough, but I think everyone's focusing on – Coach Saban's smart. He knows everyone's focusing on if Bryce is going to play, if Jalen's going to play, what's going to happen. He's done this before. We're going to have a different game plan. Do I feel better with Bryce playing because of the environment? I think – People forget how hostile it is to play in Neyland Stadium um, because they've been terrible the last few years, um, at least in our game. It is a ugly, loud place to play. Um, I hope that that doesn't phase him if Jalen has to play. Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, yeah, what, what Ali said, uh, I feel like Bryce Young gives Alabama their best chance to win. Uh, of course it does. Uh, you have to be more confident with Bryce out there, even a lesser Bryce. I, I think that's one thing. The discussion all week, Luke and, and Allie, has been, you know, is Bryce going to play? I, I think a bigger question is, if Bryce does play, as we expect, what Bryce are we getting? 
it's it's not fair to assume that Bryce will will be 100 percent or play uh, up mm-hmm. to the standard that he showed us over the past year and a half. Bryce is going there's going to be to some extent a lesser Bryce. Uh, I think that's inevitable. Now, can Alabama beat Tennessee with a lesser Bryce? Uh, of course, uh, I think Alabama could win with Jalen Milrow. Uh, and we have to remember uh, that Jalen Milrow also played against Arkansas. He led Alabama to 35 points on the road in a hostile environment in less than four quarters. And Tennessee's defense, frankly, is is not really any better than Arkansas's. A&M has a better defense, I believe, than Arkansas or Tennessee. Uh, Jalen uh, it, it would would likely be a little more comfortable in game three. So I don't rule out Milrow beating Tennessee. I don't say yeah. that if Bryce plays that that means Alabama wins the game. Look, Bryce Young played a healthy Bryce Young loss to Texas A&M a year ago. I mean, it's not crazy to think that, uh, that, that Alabama could fall short even with Bryce at quarterback. This is what happens when two top ten teams play. Uh, I think it's going to be tight if Bryce plays. It will be tight if Milrow plays. And I think – for uh, mm-hmm. fans of the old Alabama-Tennessee rivalry, this is going to be a fourth-quarter game that's going to come down to which team makes a play at the end to win the game. Did we? I would um, be much more scared of a Tennessee game. Sorry, of a okay. of a Tennessee team that had nothing to lose right now. They have everything yeah. to lose. I think Coach Saban and our staff gets our guys very prepared for those kind of situations. I think the media has counted us out, and that's going to do nothing but work in our favor. And as much as the team tries not to participate in that, they use it as fuel. And Tennessee has everything to lose. Did we um, overhype Milrow's performance against Arkansas? And now are we underhyping Jalen Milrow because he was tight as a tickle Matilda against Texas A&M? I think so. He's both guys, right? I mean, he's both. He's not – He's not the Jalen Milrow that played Texas A&M. He's not the Jalen Milrow that played Arkansas. He's both guys. And, and you know, fresh, talented freshman. And, of course, Jalen's talented. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't. Talented freshman, uh, this, is how, this is how they play. They show us how good they can be. And then they also show us they're probably not ready to be full-time starters. And, uh, and, and that's, I think, where Milrow is in his game. Uh, there's going to be mistakes and errors. There's also going to be the spectacular uh, Bryce is going to give Alabama a more steady presence, uh, uh, probably fewer errors. Uh, but at the same time, with the shoulder issue, I'm not sure we'll see the same Bryce in terms of his ability to throw the ball downfield accurately and on time. He hasn't practiced a lot. Coach Saban says he's on a pitch count this week. That's going to affect his timing. So uh, there's a lot of reasons for Alabama fans to be nervous. But in the end, I'm going to uh, pick Alabama to win the game simply because I think Alabama has more good players than Tennessee does. Um, all right, so quarterback aside, who do each of you think will be the the star of the game? I assume both of you pick Alabama to win. Jimmy, will save your actual prediction for tomorrow's podcast, but Allie will get yours in the next segment. But uh, quarterback aside, who do you suspect will have either a breakout game or just a game that everybody goes, you know, wow. I'm really like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a defense girl. Um, so I'm kind of putting my pressure on, on Will and Dallas, but I, I'm also loving Gibbs. Um, he's, he's my favorite right now. And I just think, I mean, I think us not making mistakes, I think consistency, because for me, I, I go into every Alabama game super confident, usually. 
in the last 10 years. Super confident. And now I'm like, I'm, it's inconsistent. I'm uneasy. We haven't had, I mean, the Texas game, the A&M game, both have taken 20 years off my life equally. So I don't, I, I'm like, I don't know who I'm putting my faith in right now. Um, but I think it'll be a big game that um, our, we need to rely on our defense. Um, you know, what's interesting about what you said is if those games took 20 years off Jimmy or Maya's life, we would both be dead. Jimmy actually was a ghost in the previous podcast. Jimmy, can you pull up that background so she can see hologram Jimmy? Uh, that was hard enough to get rid of it. Let's see. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard enough to, to uh, let's see, did this work? Hey. Yes, there you go. So now, as you see, Ali, if you can see Jimmy now, he is almost a spectral version of himself. I mean, it feels like he's covered in ectoplasm, does it this not? This is literally how I looked at you the look end. You look good. You look good. It's literally how I looked at the end of the A&M. I love it. The end of the A&M game. Uh, I, no, I punched. I've never punched anything in my life, and I got too excited telling Jimbo to go home and accidentally punched the glass in front of me. So oh. um, good thing we're not. Good thing we're not depending on me as the breakout star this weekend because it wouldn't happen. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of Allie's favorite Alabama Tennessee memories and then uh, want to get her prediction and maybe let her tell you a little bit more about her music. All right, Allie, um, why don't you tell us your favorite? Have you been to Knoxville before? I'm sure you have. I have so it's always been my favorite road trip. Other than I love going to Oxford, I love going to Baton Rouge. Um, but my family's always turned this into like a little mountain weekend. So we do the mountains and then we go to Knoxville on Saturday and we have tailgated in the same church parking lot since I think my parents were dating. Um, oh, wow! So I love Knoxville. Um, it's a great, great place. Everyone's always super nice. Um, I sat through a very ugly game in Tuscaloosa where we went into what four overtimes um and I had to have been in like the fifth grade uh my favorite Alabama Tennessee memory would be my senior year of high school uh Rocky Block I was oh. behind the goalpost and I jumped into somebody's grandpa's arms I don't know who he was I hope he's doing great still here or whatever but I literally turned around and jumped into this man's arms uh when Terrence Cody blocked <laughs> that's got to be my favorite memory and I think maybe Saturday will be because I was too young to remember like a hostile environment in Neelan um other than it, it's been that way I guess when I was in high school and college like maybe for the first half uh, but not like it's going to be Saturday. You know, the the third down for what is going to be crazy. It's going to be hard to hear. I joked with my friend and said, if we do happen to lose, I'll be taking the first helicopter out of there or else I won't make it out. Uh, because I was in Oxford when we lost to Ole Miss. It would have been my fifth year, so 2015, the first time they had beaten us in forever. And that was the worst moment of my life. I I left. I walked out of the library because I left the game early. And I don't usually leave games early. I'm pretty serious about it. And I walked out of the library and I called my dad and I said, please come get me. I was like, I, I won't survive this. And he was like, no, you need to learn how to lose. And I was like, no, I don't <laughs> need to learn how to lose. I was like, you don't get it. They've torn down the goalposts there because we had not experienced people celebrating beating us like that until, until then. I mean, we, when I was at school, we were spoiled. We maybe lost one game. I can remember the LSU game. 
um, game of the century. That was ugly. Um, I went, went back to my room after that. People don't get it. We don't, we don't go out when we lose. Um, so I, I think, but definitely Rocky block was my favorite. And then I can't remember a hostile environment here. So I think Saturday is going to be pretty eye opening. Uh, I, I got to uh, interject here and say, first of all, for Rocky Block, you say that you don't leave early. See, I'm notorious for leaving early. There's nothing. I'm so impatient. There's nothing worse to me than traffic. So when Oof. we got the ball um, and and I said, OK, we're just going to run the clock out. So I said, all right, see, I was by myself with with my friends and I was just going to drive home. So I left. And as I'm walking down the corridor, you know, I, I'm walking out the stadium. They um, my buddy texted me and said, hey. Mark Ingram just fumbled. I was like, Mark Ingram never fumbles. What are you talking about? And then, of course, they get the – and I'm still walking to my car. I'm like, ah, oh, they got to get the onside kick. So I walk to my car, and I I, I don't – I can't hear anything. There's no service. Um, and all I can do is go by the, the noise of the crowd that something big happened. And so finally I was able to get in touch with somebody, and anyway, that's that. But the other thing about uh, leaving early, uh, this is – I don't even know if Jim, I've ever told Jimmy this in the um, – Sack Brody game of 2005. Again, you were four years old, but um, I was in the seventh grade and I remember it and I remember the bumper stickers. Well, my brother and I went to the game and we got there a little late, like right after kickoff. And we bought two tickets pretty cheap, honestly. And we walk in and we watch the first two drives. We'd just gotten Cokes and hot dogs and everything. And we sit down. We watch the first two drives with all these sacks. And it's 14 nothing with about seven minutes to go in the first quarter. And he looked at me and said, are you ready to go? And I said, I am. So we got no shot. So we left. We were there a total of five game minutes. And we left. And what's even funnier is my mom and father had a, were, were invited to a box in Auburn, even though they're Alabama fans. And at halftime, my mom – no, not at halftime, excuse me. Right at the beginning of the second quarter, my mom called me and said, are y'all ready to go? Let's go. And I said, Austin and I are already back in Ellick City. We were – we, <laughs> we ate left, lunch. Mom. We ate lunch, made it back to my house in time to watch the end of halftime. That's – I mean, I'm, oh I'm not – look, I'm not scared to leave a bad movie, and I'm not scared to leave a game I think we're going to lose. So I'm just telling you. So the only time I, I can remember feeling that way in Nick Saban era, I, we were in Santa Clara for the national championship. Oh, and yeah. I had already, I had already sat through the Tampa loss. I picked the purple confetti out of my hair and, but I've always felt like we have a chance to win. Like no matter if we're down three touchdowns, I'm like, ah, we'll be all right. We'll figure it out. I looked at my dad at halftime and I said, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. Everything is going wrong. There's no way. And that's the only time, like, we're so spoiled. That's the only time I felt that way. Well, Allie, I want you to go ahead and give us your prediction for the game and then tell us a little bit more about your music if anybody wants to check it out. Oh, my prediction is that it's going to be close. Uh, I, I think uh, my predictions are different if Bryce is playing and if Jalen's playing. I think we beat them by two touchdowns with Bryce playing. And I would say we score at least 40 points. I could see it being like a 44-20-something game with Bryce playing. And if we get ahead early and we crush their momentum and their fans, um, because I think that's going to have a lot – the environment's going to have a lot to do with the game, especially with who, with who's starting quarterback. 
If not, I think it'll be – it could come down to a field goal. Oh, I don't know. I'm so bad at predicting. I'll be – I'll be a uh, – if we, we if it comes down to a field goal, I'll be a hologram again. <laughs> a little yeah, hologram. After last weekend, I – um, You know, the, you, you brought up the – the, the game and getting ahead early, I think that's going to be crucial. I think you're right. Trying to take the crowd out of it. Um, one more predict. I will get you one more prediction from you. Number of times Gary Danielson says, I think they should review this for targeting on Alabama. <laughs> 107. 107. At least. By the, by the half and take the over. For those you, you who can't. have to watch at home. You can't play a drink. You can't play a drinking game when it comes to Gary Danielson saying stuff, or no one would survive no. the game. I'm not going to say I haven't tried. <laughs> You're doing it right now. I just, mute, I just mute the TV at that point. All right. So tell tell us about your music really quickly, and um, yeah, how could people find out more about you? Yeah, so I've got two songs out on Spotify, Apple Music, everything. It's I don't have like a stage name. It's Allie Collum. Um, I'm working on right now a four-song EP that I'm hoping to have out in the spring. Uh, COVID pushed stuff back for me, and then I released the song, my last one, last September. Um, and I've just been working on – I want to release a full project this time. So I did that about six years ago. I cut – um, a full EP, which is like six songs and wasn't super involved in the process. Um, I, I trusted someone with it. And so I had these six songs done. I'm going to release it. I got it back and it sounded like nineties karaoke and not in a good way. So I was like, I'm not going to release this. So I pretty much started from scratch, um, with my same songs, but recording wise, uh, started from scratch. And so I've released two and now I'm working on the full project again. So hopefully by the spring, but right now you can listen to the two songs I have out, um, you know, on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music. Awesome. So you don't have a stage name. I mean, like Madonna or Pink or something. Have you have you thought about one? Like Alabama would be good or Saban. I mean, should I use Alabama? But then I I cut out my Auburn and Tennessee fans, which I probably don't have much of. (laughs) I think good good music transcends fans on Twitter is tough. Yeah. Good music transcends fandom, though. I mean, you know, I, I think that's I, true. Um, I like the that. Uh, I hate- had some, some fun with my last song. Uh, it was it's called Get Over That. And so I think it was during basketball season or something last year. Someone posted a meme of like me and they were like, you need sounds like you need to get over that. And I was like, all right, you're creative. <laughs> I think that um, you could you could do a whole list of songs based on just Alabama themed stuff, you know, just a song called I could. People Suck or whatever. I mean, just, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, you know that um, there's a country song that was just released called Tennessee Orange. And I sent it to my friend the last week of September. And I was like, all right, I love this song. I love this girl. I wish I had written it like Alabama version, but I was like, but this is the last week I can listen to it. I can't listen to it in October. <laughs> all right. Guilty pleasure. The, the, I, the I Hate Alabama song is kind of catchy. It's so good. Yeah, it's it really good. good. It's, it's so good. good. I hate that. But you can't do a, a I Hate Tennessee. Like, it only works because we've dominated it so much. You can't be like, you know, I hate Mississippi yeah. State. You can't do that. You know? <laughs> 
And I love that people hate us. I love that people hate us. That means we're, that means you win. No, no one hate. There's not a lot of Vanderbilt haters out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you, you uh, Alabama is yeah. the empire. Alabama's Darth Vader. Uh, I, I love all that stuff because it just means that Alabama wins every week and people are sick of it. And that's that's why that's out there. So uh, I'm enjoying every second of it. All right, Allie, thank you so thank you so much for joining us. You've been great. Really appreciate it. Have a blast thank this week. Thank you guys weekend. for having me. Yeah, and best of luck with your career. And uh, guys, we will be back tomorrow with the Prediction Podcast. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide.